Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. It is January 31st, last day of the month. It is. I can't believe we're, we're finishing out January already of 2023. One month already gone. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? A quick one day at a time. That's how that happens. I mean, that's the truth. (laughs) One day at a time. I hope you are keeping your resolutions. That's right. Resolutions. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) That's a December word. I've been so busy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really, in all honesty, this... uh, this holiday season was such a blur. So many different things happening. I really did not carve out the time to make meaningful resolutions. I don't really so do resolutions maybe much next anymore. Year. <laughs> Today I resolved to do resolutions this year. I've got to manage my time better in December. I'm not going to have any. I learned that one this year. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say I learned something from, Very good. from 2022. Very good. However, it's it's a month and, and it does just talk to us about how time works. It does. And each day, let's make the most of it in serving the Lord. I'm believing it's going to be a good year. You know, just let's have a good day one yeah, day at a time. Kick, in fact, let's kick off this good day by reading Psalm 75. Absolutely. I've got Psalm 75. I'm reading from the New King James Version. To the chief musician, set to, do not destroy, a psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is fully mixed, and he pours it out. Surely its dregs shall all the wicked of the earth drain and drink down. But I will declare forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will also cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. God will judge. God will judge. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about this yesterday where interpretations have to be made on what God is saying the voice of God in the psalm as he is responding to the people versus the psalmist declarations. Yeah. And for what it's worth, in the New King James, it is God speaking verses 2 through 5, mm-hmm. and then God speaks again at verse 10. Yeah. Uh, All the horns of the wicked I also will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. And so you've, you've got a little interplay there. Um, the psalmist then is the one declaring in verse six and verse seven about God is the one who brings down and God is the one who exalts. Then verse 10, when God is speaking, he's saying, Hey, I tear down and I exalt. Yeah. Um, yeah, for for what it's worth. But you were saying with with the one you were reading, actually, it's the psalmist making all that declaration about the lifting up, yes. the humbling, and the exalting. So I the way say. the ESV pictures it is from six to ten. The whole thing is the psalmist. That's the psalmist. Even even that final statement is still the psalmist. Okay. Um, I I understand. So I think it was um, 
Robert Alter's version that I actually read while preparing for this, where he he sets all of it except verse one and verse nine as the voice of God. Okay. So even God speaking of himself in the third person in those verses. But I understand okay. why the New King James and the ESV puts verses six through um, not, nine. Well, I, especially verse nine, but verses six through eight, why that is, uh, is, yeah. is pictured as the, the psalmist, psalmist speaking. Either way, we get God responding. Like we yeah. said yesterday, the Psalm 74 is the prayer. Psalm 75 is pictured as the Psalms are put together as God's response to that. And think mm-hmm. about the prayer. In Psalm 74, the psalmist offers several time-based questions and requests. So for instance, in verse one, back in Psalm 74, verse one, oh God, why do you cast us off forever? time-based forever. In verse 9, there is no longer any prophet, and there is none among us who knows how long. Again, time-based. Verse 10, the first part, how long, O God, is the foe to scoff? And then followed up in the second half, is the enemy to revile your name forever? All of that is time-based. And so then we come to Psalm 75, and God, as we pointed out yesterday, has this time-based response. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. Mm -hmm. Because I am going to do what's right. I am going to do what's fair. I am going to do what's appropriate. I am going to keep my covenant. I am going to fulfill the promises that I gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the promises that I gave to David, and the promises that I gave to Solomon, and the promises that I have given to the people of Israel. But when am I going to do it? I'm actually... So in Jeremiah, he actually said, here's how long this captivity was going to last. But what we have here in Psalm 75 is a bit more vague. And yet it says, I'm going to do it at the right time. Here's why it hasn't happened yet, because the time is not right. I have a time. I have a time set. And I think probably as we're reading this, one of the reasons why we make that vague is because if if what happened in Psalm 75 was that direct response to how long about the Babylonian captivity, all of a sudden this prayer doesn't really become as applicable to every other situation. But when I'm in my moments of how long, I can still remember this. Right. God says, well, I'll tell you how long. At the right time, I will deal with that. I love some of the imagery in this psalm where he talks about how he's going to deal with it. Okay. All right. Uh, to me, it's a slightly unique from maybe some of the other judgment language we've had reading through these psalms. And, you know, we've read a few together. So it, it, it jumped out at me when we get to verse 8. Um for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is fully mixed, and he pours it out. Surely its dreg shall all the wicked of the earth drain and drink down. Mm. Uh, we talk about an appointed time for the Lord's response and for the Lord's aid. But wow, to think about that he has prepared a cup. And what is the contents of this cup? Yeah. It is a foaming red wine. Mm. And I know there are times when uh, when wine might be associated with harvest and blessing from God. But this is not that cup at all. No. This is here a mixed wine, meaning a very strong drink. And he is causing all of the wicked to drink and to drink every last bit of it, to drain and to drink it down. To the dregs. To the, to dregs. the dregs. Yes. And the, the idea of dregs is that with wine, uh, especially ancient wine, 
you you had the the sediment, the gunk mm-hmm. that would kind of get in there, and it would settle yeah. down to the bottom, and it would get down yeah. to the very kind of like for us with coffee has grounds. Well, and the and the K cups, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems like so, there's always something so, when you do the instant coffees. There's always something in the bottom of that cup. So, so you you end up with this sediment down at the bottom, and the idea is they're going to drink this cup. They're going to drink the whole cup, mm-hmm. and it is going to be awful. I do think it is fascinating for this concept of intoxicating drink mm-hmm. to be given as the picture of judgment. Yes. Here, here is judgment. You're going to drink wine, and that means judgment. Yeah. And uh, we actually have this idea of, of drinking wine as judgment in other places. In Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse 7, Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand, making all the earth drunken. The nations drank of her wine, therefore the nations went mad. Mm-hmm. So here's Babylon herself m- intoxicating the nations, which is driving them mad, which is the judgment itself. Yeah, in that in that passage, uh, they are the Lord's uh, chalice or cup of wine, and so they're an instrument in his hand to pour that out. Uh, talked about, yeah, the, the this is the Lord's vengeance, the cup in the Lord's hand. In Jeremiah 25 and verse 15, thus the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me, take from my hand this cup of the wine of wrath and make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. They shall drink and stagger and be crazed because of the sword that I am sending among them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to whom the Lord sent me drink it. Mm-hmm. And on he goes talking about that. Again, here here's this this wine that is handed to them, and it is the picture of judgment mm-hmm. itself. I, I do find it fascinating. Now, again, you know, we, we got to keep the balance. So for instance, in Micah chapter six and verse fifteen, the judgment is pictured as you know, you'll you'll have dough, but you won't eat bread. You'll be able to tread out grapes, but you won't drink the wine. Yeah. So there's a place where it's Famine, judgment. There's right. judgment because yeah, you, you're you're treading the grapes, but you don't actually get to drink what it mm-hmm. produces. What we find in the scripture is this really interesting contrast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes wine is used as a, as a picture of God's blessing, especially when it's about that agricultural idea of how do we get something to drink? Right. We go out, we tread the grapes, we drink it. Mm-hmm. All right. But it's also used as a picture of judgment. So here's this exact same imagery, sometimes used to picture blessing, sometimes used to picture cursing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I get from that is that, um, well, we had a day and age where what did people have to drink? They yeah. had fruit, yep. they squeezed it, yep. and it produced juice. Yeah. And that's all they had. Hey, we live in Florida, and it's still a pretty fine thing to do with some oranges or yeah. some honey bells. Absolutely. <laughs> now, one of the things about that is that that juice, because of their lack of technology, they had a really hard time keeping that juice from fermenting. Mm-hmm. And so it could produce, and it did produce, and it often produced, and they liked it just like people today like it. It produced intoxicating effects. Yeah. And it, it does seem to me that as I go through the scriptures, we have this picture of this drink that is a blessing. It shows God has provided. But at the same time, look, you better be really careful with that stuff. It yeah. is dangerous. Yes. It is utterly dangerous. And so you better you better be careful uh, and and then that becomes when you're not careful that becomes the picture of God's judgment. Well, and and particularly when you read in the Proverbs, or I'm noticing it here again in this Psalm, uh, when it talks about being mixed, and they would mix wines, and, and even then there was a 
an awareness, hey, we can prepare some of this stuff stronger for more of the intoxicant effects. Yeah, every once in a while, that also was a demonstration that they could cut it. Mm-hmm. So if it's mixed with water, I think what often would ver- what would very often happen is the water was not always the best. And yep. so you, you, you add wine. So like when Paul tells Timothy, don't just drink water, drink some wine for the tum- yeah. stomach's, sake. stomach's sake. That's probably not, instead of having a glass of water, have a glass of wine. It's probably the idea of add wine to the water because this water is making you yeah. sick. And it's medicinal too. Yeah. I, you know, it, that's the thing. But, but again, it's that point of it's cut. So, so what you have is the, the wine kills off the bacterias and the struggles in, in the water, whereas the water cuts Mm-hmm. the intoxicating effect of the wine and all that was happening. And they, they knew how to do that. Yeah. They had abilities to accomplish that, the same thing, and, and not as well as we do, but they still had them. I'll tell you one of the other interesting things is, as you, as you brought up there, mixing it and making it stronger. Actually, one of the things that's happened with technology is that we have gained a greater ability at making intoxicating things stronger. Yes. And that's the, with, with distillery and mm-hmm. so much of that, that's making intoxicating drink today far stronger than it ever was in Bible days. Yeah. And I, I, I guess one of the things I want to suggest, and I know there's lots of different opinions on it, and what I try to point out to folks is that, look, I get it. I am, If you want to drink, I am not going to be able to convince you that it's a sin. I, I know that, because I, I can't go find a passage that says, do not do this. And I can go find passages where people, even Jesus, participated in drinking wine. But man, as I read the scripture... I I see a trajectory that points out this is okay. This is what we have to drink. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing to God that when we have things from God, when we have things to drink, but man, this thing is dangerous. And now that we have this day and age where we have so much other stuff that we can drink that allows us to avoid the danger. I just don't know why what we would try to push for is being involved in the danger. I just don't understand. I mean, it makes an awful lot of sense to me. As this cup of wine is discussed in Psalm 75, nobody wants to drink this wine. No. This is the horrible judgment from God. Yeah. You know, he's going to pour it all over their faces and not going to be able to stop and down to the dregs. Yeah. And uh, there's imagery there with wine, too, that it's red, right? And, you know, you've got... Blood. Blood yeah. all over thing to, to show just how wrecked uh, they are going to be. Yeah, and then you even get into Revelation. It's the bowls of wrath, which actually is a yeah. picture of this exact same thing. Yes, it is. It's, it's this exact same yeah. thing. Anyway, good good conversation. I know we got more from this, but what, he, what we really get is God knows how to judge. God will judge. He will do it with equity, but he will do it in his time. Mm-hmm. So be patient. Establish mm-hmm. your heart. The, the day of the Lord is coming. So let's. how about we wrap up with a prayer? Holy God, thank you. We pray, we struggle, we wonder how long, and you remind us that however long it is, it will be the right length of time. And so we wait on you patiently. We wait on you patiently for the reward for the faithful. We wait on you patiently for the judgment on the unfaithful and the unrighteous. And so we hang on to your hand. We hang on to your son and your Holy Spirit, knowing that whatever we face today at the right time, you will bring us home with you. You will bring judgment on those who refuse you. You will protect and preserve. And so we love you, Lord God, and we thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. 
Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Uh, in verse 9, there is no longer any prophet. There is none among us. <laughs>